0: Yeah, 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 gone on you with the pick and roll. What is up? Welcome in to the Pick and Roll podcast. Fantasy basketball at its finest. I almost said fantasy football. We are deep into the football season, but this is a fantasy basketball show. Boys and girls, we're going to get you into... Everything Fantasy Basketball this season from expandtheboxscore.com. Doing some also awesome things over there with Andy Singleton and the guys. Expandtheboxscore.com. What is going on, my partner in crime, Al Hunter? How you feeling tonight, man?
1: I'm good, man. I'm just hanging out, getting ready for ball and uh, watching the unicorn in his return. Looking good. Christos Porzingis.
0: Yeah, Porzingis is uh, lighting it up from downtown, and that's a scary sight to see. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, dude.
0: I love it. You know, I think that there's a lot of um, interesting teams this year. The Mavericks are very interesting, especially from a fantasy perspective. I think they have a big ceiling um, going into Lucas' second year. I mean, I, I just think that you have to imagine that Lucas' ceiling is just so high right now, what he could actually become. And if him and Porzingis can click, oh boy, this Mavericks team.
1: Yeah, if the chemistry starts going right out of the jump, I mean, and Porzingis is at full strength, I, I'd watch out. They're going to be legitimate threat to make the playoffs out there in the West, for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Let's uh let's jump in here. We're gonna get into the rookies today. We're gonna to talk some rookies that you should be aware of. A couple of these guys, I feel comfortable drafting uh, later, uh, especially in you know your season long leagues, and that can be DFS, uh, you know, low priced guys for the first couple weeks of the season that you can really take advantage of. Um, so let's get into you know some of these preseasons. So Zion Williamson, obviously, he showed out with a couple dunks. Um, he looked good. Al, what is your uh, just perception of Zion this year? I mean, he's going to be a second-round pick. Do you think he's going to live up to that this season?
1: I don't know if he'll live up to being a second-round pick, but I think he's definitely going to be a good fantasy play in DFS for sure, Opening, depending on what his opening price is. I mean, if he's like a 7K, 8K guy, he's going to be a good play in the right matchups. I don't know if I'd be drafting him in the second round, maybe third or fourth, but uh, in the first preseason game, he scored 33.25 DK points. And uh, he played 28 minutes, so he scored 1.2 DK points per minute. So he looked pretty good overall, but then again, that's preseason. So we'll see. I mean, I still think he's going to be a great fancy asset, but second round might be a reach.
0: Definitely. It's going to be tough to build around Williamson. Um, I think that it's possible, but I think that there's other, you know, stat fillers around that uh, spot that you could get uh, just that are going to be more of a lock, more of a dominant. Consistent threat, whereas Zion's just not going to give you those those dominant performances every night. Yeah, um, I don't see that happening at this point in time. He's not the all around scorer that we want him to be at this point in time. But he is athletic. He's going to get you a couple blocks in the game. He's going to get you steals, and that's where I really like Zion uh, on the defensive side.
1: Yeah, filling up the stat sheet with the intangibles for sure. But uh, I think I think people underrate like the Drew Holiday's still here. And that Brandon Ingram's still high usage player, and Lonzo's yep. got a, Lonzo's got a new shot. I mean, there's still a lot of mouths to feed on this Pelicans team, so I don't think Zion's just going to come right in and be the leader. It's this is still Drew Holiday's team, so I don't think we should forget that when we're doing our season long drafts, And I don't think we should forget that in the DFS world either. But we'll see. It all remains yeah, to be no, seen with him. Point. Yeah, that's
0: a good point. Guys like Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball, and uh, they they, they got to put the ball on the floor. Um, in order to be relevant for themselves. Um, you know, Brandon yeah. Ingram isn't a spot up shooter by any means.
1: He looked good in the first preseason game though. Uh he dropped nineteen points, six rebounds, a dime. So he looked pretty good.
0: Talk about Brandon Ingram?
1: Yeah, for his Pelican debut. And yeah. Lon- I don't know if you saw Lonzo's new shot. It looked pretty good too. So
0: I haven't gotten a look at that. I I've seen it in the video, you know, it was like, oh, Lonzo made nine threes in a row. Like, cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No, he shot uh, th- he shot three of eight in the first preseason game. But, I mean, his form just looks – his form just looks a little more structured almost. So, that's a little – that's intriguing for them, for sure. I didn't
0: see it yet, but I can already tell you it's better than Marco Foltz's form at this point.
1: <laughs> hey, he looked good in the first preseason game too. He looks uh, – Oh, man.
0: I mean, the dude is crazy athletic and he yeah. can finish around the rim. So yeah. – if he can just get to the rim, he's fine. But, you know, at a certain point, you can't be that one-dimensional. you got to shoot the ball. Um,
1: yeah, he, he looks like his confidence is back, though. I mean, he almost had, like, the yips. I mean, he did have the yips. What am I saying, almost? Yeah. But if he can get his confidence back and he plays a decent role with that Magic team, I, I think Markell is going to be a nice late-round flyer and season-long dress for sure. RJ Barrett, you were just
0: telling me uh, uh, off-air here that he played, about what, 40 minutes in the preseason game the other night?
1: Yeah, ridiculous, man. For a preseason game, you're running out your first-round pick right out there for 40 minutes in the first preseason game. That just seems insane to me. (laughs)
0: Not that we can, like, ever predict, you know, what coaches should do or, you know, what they're going to do, especially in the NBA. But, I mean, is this a sign of things to come or are they they just going to switch it up all year? I feel like with the Knicks, what we've seen in the past is – nobody gets consistent minutes you know you think it's going to be Alonzo Trier you think Dotson's going to be reliable but they just kind of match match them up um you know they have DSJ they have Alfred Payton at the guard spots but it looks like that Barrett can carve out a role for himself as just getting something like 30 minutes a game if he can do that man he's going to be nice for you in the later half of this season
1: yeah i mean we're doing the we've brought it up a couple times on the show but we're doing a industry uh, draft or with some big names in the fantasy basketball world. Me and Steve, it's a 20-team league. And uh, I actually got R.J. Barrett in that. And, uh, I mean, I wasn't super excited about it, but then I saw how much playing time he got in the first preseason game. And now I'm intrigued that he might just do well based off volume. Um, like we said, he played 40 minutes, but he only scored 0.8 fantasy points per minute. Uh, per minute. So that's a little suspect. But, I mean, if he's playing 35-plus minutes, you got to like it. And if they start utilizing him more and, like, he gets the ball in his hands more and more of that playmaker role, I think his numbers will go up. And it's worth noting uh, DSJ didn't play in that first preseason game and Marcus Morris got thrown out for uh, bopping uh, Anderson off the head. I don't know if you saw that. That
0: was good. Oh uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I tagged you on Twitter on that Yeah,
1: you did tag me on Twitter. So, maybe maybe that R.J. Barrett was playing 40 minutes as a result of that. So, yeah. But either way, I mean, they should – David Fisdale should commit to giving R.J. Barrett – a sizable amount of playing time
0: yeah like it's been since the beginning like he has been fully embraced as a new york nick even before he was drafted you know he was talking about he wants to be drafted by new york he was hoping that they would take him you know why wouldn't they play him you know they have nothing to lose they all they should really be doing is focusing on building up their young talent in the nba it's different right than than nfl you don't want to throw your rookies out there in in a bad situation in the nfl the more playing time that Barrett can get early on, the better for this franchise uh, because they really want to see. I think their fans want to see it. So, look, I think there's a big uh, potential for him his usage. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Fizdale. I don't know if they're going to actually u- utilize that. But, I mean, like he plays that three, four role. I-, I think that there's definitely room there for him to play 30 minutes a night.
1: Yeah, like, and like I said, if he gets more into that point-forward role, almost like a Lamar Odom kind of type role, I mean, his numbers should only increase. So.
0: so we're going to get into a few names that we really like this season as far as the rookies go, but I want to talk about Michael Porter Jr. real quick. Um, technically a second-year guy, but it's kind of like that Ben Simmons situation where he's technically still a rookie. The Nuggets have a lot of talent, but Michael Porter Jr. is a talented basketball player. It's just tough to say right now for fantasy if he's going to get the minutes. I think in a deep league like we're in with, like, a 20-team league, I think that's the perfect scenario to draft him because he's a deep flyer that can really pay off. But you really don't want to draft him in any season long right now. Um, I think that he can carve out a role. I think that, you know, like Gary Harris, you know, he's locked in at that two guard, right? Um, But, you know, Will Barton, he hasn't really, you know – a lot of times he can be very inconsistent and he loses time to some of these guys like Malik Beasley. Um, We saw it last year where he was having trouble seeing the floor sometimes. Do you think that Porter Jr. can carve out a role? I mean,
1: there's just a lot of talent on this Nuggets team. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see it early on. No way. I think it's a really wait and see thing with Michael Porter Jr. I mean, they still, like you said, they have Gary Harris. They love Tory Craig, even though he's not anything offensively. He's just a, def- a defensive specialist. Right. Uh, Malik Beasley, Monte Morris, Will Barton, and they got Jeremy Grant from OKC. Yep. So they're pretty filled up on the wings and where Michael Porter would get his minutes. Uh, Michael Porter looked good in that preseason debut, but it's hard to imagine him carving a sizable role on this Nuggets team that thinks they can win the uh, Western Conference. So I don't know. Like you said, if you're in a 20-man draft, you don't mind taking him in the last pick, but I, I don't think I would expect anything. All right, so let's talk about Tyler Hero out of Kentucky. One and
0: done. 13th pick overall. So, look, right now he is on the depth chart as coming off the bench for Deion Waders. So, off air, I said he was coming off for Jimmy Butler. They're going to play Jimmy Butler at the three, it looks like, and Deion Waders is actually going to start at the two. I see a big opportunity there for Tyler hero to eventually usurp Dion waiters, because look, I like waiters as a basketball player, but we know how inconsistent he is. He doesn't stay healthy. They are going to need a three point shooter. And I think there's different scenarios where you can have Dion waiters out there with hero. A lot of times, I think there's a just a great opportunity for hero in this offense um, on this Miami heat team that, you know, really, what are they? They could be the fourth, fifth seed this year in the Eastern Conference, or they could be the 13th seed, man. Like, it yeah. is such a high uh, uh, number of possibilities for this team. But I think that Hero can actually be a good player on this team. If you saw the preseason game, boy, is smooth. I mean, and he's a great three-point shooter at this point in time where this Heat team doesn't really have a lot of shoots. It's just Jimmy Butler. Um, so I think Hero is going to be awesome for fantasy. I do think that in your last pick, and your last couple picks, he's an awesome flyer if you didn't get any three-point shooting or you just want to add more to it. Um, I love stacking my season-long teams with three-point shooting. He's just the perfect kind of player to add. Um, So I'm thinking that Hero is going to have a big season. Um, It could be just a lot of fluff at this point, but I'm all in on Hero.
1: Yeah, I could see him definitely contributing. He's not going to start – the season. He's going to to come off the bench. But like you said, this team lacks three-point shooting. I mean, Kelly Olenek can shoot. Jimmy Butler can shoot outside and so can Dion Waiters and Drogic's all right. But I mean, none of them are like legitimate three-point threats. And if Hero gets like sizable minutes and decent playing time, like over 25 minutes a game, I mean, he should light it up from outside. He looked great in that first preseason game. He, with the step backs, his dribble looked good. So I'm with you. He's definitely a good late round pick. Absolutely
0: very lanky too uh yeah for sure yeah can really get a couple steals for you real quick um so you know he's athletic enough i mean the six five two guard um he can throw it down surprisingly quick i mean jimmy butler you know when they were interviewing him he was like kind of you know he's like oh what no he's trash and then he's like no i'm kidding like he's obviously very good (laughs) he's gonna do great because the scouting report isn't out they're gonna be out on him very quick and he was talking about his uh the sneaky bounce. I mean, he can really get up. So you think he's just a shooter, but he uh he could throw it down. So I like the outlook for Hero just with this Miami Heat team, I think there's a lot of opportunity.
1: Yeah, and Deion Waiters gets hurt all the time. Right. So yeah, if Deion Waiters is out Hi- hero's gonna start. And I think Hero will probably end up having a bigger role than Derek Jones Junior. So right, right there, I think he's ahead of him in the pecking order. So and, like you said, in uh, Coran Drogic's always been fragile too. So You never know, so definitely I like Tyler Hero.
0: Yeah, definitely. All
1: right, you want me – I'll hop in with one I like. Yeah. Yeah, all right. My favorite rookie to draft or my favorite rookie coming up for this fantasy season is Rui Hachimura, um, the ninth overall pick by the Washington Wizards. He was the first Japanese player to be taken in the first round, and I think they drafted him to be their starting power forward. They really lack depth up front. I mean, the Wizards are going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA this year. It's and, gonna be bad. <laughs> I mean, their front court is looking like Hachimora, Thomas Bryant, Davis Bertrands, who they acquired from the Spurs, and Ian Mahimi, who's always hurt. So right there, Hachimora should start the season as the starting four, and he should play at least 30 minutes. I really do think that. And uh, he started the preseason opener. He scored 12 points, pitched in with four rebounds to, and two assists in 22 minutes versus the Knicks. And uh, it came out to 0.93 DK points per minute, which is really solid. He's a great slasher, he's really athletic. He's got a solid uh, mid-range shot. He's not a great three-point shooter, but he's also a decent playmaker. And he's someone like we keep talking about that could rack up steals and blocks. And like the the best part about him and the reason I really like him is based off opportunity. And I think he has one of the best, outside of the obvious with like Zion and RJ and Ja. um, I think Rui has probably the best opportunity to actually have a huge role on this team right out of the gate. So that's why I love Rui. And I actually came up with a nickname of him I think we should call him the Japanese Hatchet. <laughs> Japanese Hatchet. Yeah, Hachimura, the Japanese Hatchet. Hey, <laughs> young flame Al Hunter. You like that? With the nicknames. With yeah. The nicknames. I yeah. Love it. yeah, I'm trying to get that spread across the Twitterverse. Everybody will like it. He'll, he'll throw down a yam and everybody will tweet out the Japanese Hatchet, the knife.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's perfect. Hachimura, I mean. Yeah, right? And look, right. this guy is going to get rebounds and bring up the ball a lot of times too. Yeah, that's yeah. Funny. Because, you know, it's not like they have, like, a, a clear, you know, point guard at the ball, like, you know, what, Ish Smith, you know, whatever. Like, if Hatchimore gets a rebound, he's going to fly up court. And that's great opportunity for free throws. It's great opportunity for potential assists. Um, yeah, like you said, he's lanky. He can step out. I like his shot, actually. I mean, I actually think that he has a pretty decent outside shot. So, Hatchy yeah. a great call. You know, we're talking about these kind of, like, I think we've talked about before, just Guys who have expanded roles on bad teams are great for fantasy football. Or, I mean, fantasy basketball. <laughs> Sorry.
1: And yeah, and, and more like looks NBA ready too. Like in that preseason game, he look like his body is ready. He's not like he's not like an undersized center or someone who was in that you know that jam of are they a four or three or five? Like he's like the perfect kind of stretch four that's going to help this Wizards team play more up pace. He's going to be catching oops. I, I think the he's going to be like the perfect Robin to Bradley Beal eventually. And I, I love, I love him at his ADP. His ADP on Yahoo right now is 140. So I think he's great. And uh, I was actually really upset that I missed out on him in our industry draft. I was wicked pissed about that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: And I, I think he's right there with a uh, hero. Uh, if not, you know, could exceed what hero does this year um, just because it's clear that, you know, they need to use somebody like this guy and yeah, he, this is somebody who could really like come on the scene and be a star in this league. I, you know, I really see that for Hachimura, but um, very early on, obviously.
1: Yeah. Um, He's a sneaky, he's a sneaky bet for rookie of the year. I too. I think so too.
0: I love that. Uh, Speaking of NBA ready and, you know, just could be a star in this league. I think the writing's on the wall for John Morant. I mean, we know that the Grizzlies uh, drafted him very highly and they were, uh, you know, okay. Getting rid of, um, I can't think of his name. Mike Conley. Mike Conley. <laughs> they were okay again. rid of Mike Conley for, to replace him with the rookie John Morant. John Morant can jump out of the building. He can shoot the three. Um, he can pl- be a playmaker as well, kind of like Russell Westbrook in that way where he's an athletic scoring point guard, but he's going to get you the assist just because of the dump-offs, the, the, the attraction that he's going to get from the defense. He's just going to get a lot of usage in this, on this team. You know, kind of like R.J. Barrett for the Knicks. They have no reason not to use him, but he's the point guard. He's going to be like Trey Young was for the Hawks last year. I'm seeing a parallel kind of in Trey Young's rookie season and John Morant.
1: Morant,
0: Morant what was that?
1: I was going to say – I was literally going to say the same thing. I see this as like another Trey Young season in the making. I don't know if it will be as great as that, what Trey did last year, but I, I think it's exactly like you said. It's a parallel.
0: I think that he can rival him for three pointers made. He can be up there with Trey, what Trey Young did last season in terms of three pointers made. Um, But I do think that, you know, he can have, he has the potential this season to be like a 17, 18 points per game kind of guy, seven, eight assists. He has that kind of potential right now. Um, So that's what I'm seeing from Moran. I really like him now. Look, yeah, the, the jury's out for him. I mean, you know, played at Murray state, um, so you can argue that he hasn't really played in a competitive, you know, atmosphere yet. I mean, but I, I do think that the talent is there. Um, we saw him in NCAA tournament uh, play very well. Um, so I, I like Ja. I think the Ravens on the wall. Like I said, he's going to just have a high usage. They don't have a lot of talent there on that resisted
1: team. Yeah. I mean, he's locked into that point guard role. I mean, he's, like I was saying with Rui, he's, um, Ja is locked into like a 30 plus minute role all season. Um, In the first preseason game, they played the New Zealand Breakers, which means nothing. But uh, uh, Ja racked up ten dimes. And he also got five boards, and he he got four points. Uh, He was a plus 13 and plus minus. I mean.
0: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the
1: Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. He's going to be a double double threat each night. I really think that. And it might not be based off efficiency, but it's going to be based off opportunity. And we keep touching on it with these young guys. When you're on a bad team and you have a big opportunity, it's perfect for fantasy. So,
0: I think he's going to be undervalued in drafts. I think you can get him at a very good price in season-long drafts.
1: For sure, absolutely.
0: All right, moving on to your guy.
1: Uh, yeah, my next guy is uh, DeAndre Hunter because we're related, you know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth overall pick out of Virginia. Obviously, he won the national title. Um, he's an excellent defender. He was the ACC Defender of the Year. He can guard multiple positions, and that's exactly what the Hawks need. Uh, the Hawks need defense. Last year, they were one of the worst defenses in the NBA. They were actually the fourth worst in defensive efficiency. And now Tyrion Prince is in Brooklyn, and Hunter should immediately start and be their lockdown defender and help them on the defensive end. Um, he lacks like isolation game, but he's a decent outside shooter and spot-up shooter, and he should fit right in with Trey Young. You know, Trey Young's going to be looking for someone to dump it down and hit threes and take some of the pressure off him, and I think DeAndre Hunter is going to be perfect from that. He uh, shot 44% from beyond the arc in his final year in college. And uh, I do worry about Cam Reddish and Evan Turner cutting into his minutes, but they took Hunter with the fourth overall pick for him to be one of their foundation players, and I think he's going to start like he did in the first preseason game, and he's going to start right out the gate, and he's going to play a ton of minutes. So I like him absolutely at his ADP of uh, 146. Check out this player comp. That is Daddy is young for DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. So similar with like their length and defensive ability, but Daddy Young's, like a bigger guy, you know.
0: Yeah. DeAndre yeah.
1: Hunter, DeAndre Hunter's more of like a, a pure 3, almost he could play 2. Thad's more of a stretch 4.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. And yeah. I mean, I I think that that Hunter even right now is is a better shooter uh from the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: but, but I was thinking body type, but yeah, Thaddeus is a little bit bigger. Um, I, I'm just thinking like, look, this guy can do a lot of everyth- a, a lot of things for your team. Um, so he's going to be one of those guys that can uh, fill up the statue for you and get you a couple blocks and a couple steals. Um, you know, this year he can average something like six to eight rebounds per game. Um, I'm lo- I just like this Hawks team the way it's made up right now um, with John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Trey Young, uh, Kevin Herder. Um, a lot of young talent that can really grow together if they keep everybody uh, in unit. I think, you know, in a couple years down the road, if they can keep everyone there, that's going to be a scary team um, the way it's building right now. But
1: for sure, yeah. Like said,
0: DeAndre Hunter, another underrated guy here that's going to go, you know, Zion's obviously going to get all the love as far as the rookies, but DeAndre Hunter could be a sneaky play. Um, and yeah, he's going to be in play for one of the better defenders out of this rookie class.
1: Absolutely, if not the best. I mean, right. he's gonna get you defensive stats every night and based off the volume I'm expecting, like I said, a, a cemented role of like thirty plus minutes. He he should get you two steals, couple maybe a block or two every night. So
0: Definitely. I think that everyone we've mentioned tonight, you know, almost has a solidified role except for this next guy, Jackson Hayes, who definitely a flyer. Um, I wouldn't recommend drafting him in season long leagues unless it's pretty deep. Um, even in this twenty team league that we've been talking about, uh is it called the Champion of the Universe League? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the
1: Champions of the Universe, champions yeah.
0: The universe League, baby, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I still have not pulled the trigger on him. And, you know, we're in we're very deep into this draft. Um, but there's just not a lot in front of him. You know, Derek Favors, I think, is a good player, but oh, can't stay healthy. And he's not like a 25-minute-a-night kind of guy. So he's going to really be split in time with Okafor. Just takes one injury. For Jackson Hayes to really step into some minutes here, um, what you know, he played one year at Texas. Um, he's a guy who can jump out the building and just throw it down on the lobs and get you a high number in blocks. So we're talking about Hunter being one of the better defenders out of this class. Hayes has a chance to be one of the better defenders in this class too down the road when we look back. Um, but this guy just has freaky athleticism. Um, I love you know, the idea of him working with Holiday on that pick and roll and being able to eat on just a lot of these cleanup opportunities. Um, you know, I'm thinking of a player like a JaVale McGee that can just rack up offensive rebounds and dunks. Um, that's what, you know, Jackson Hayes can do at six or at seven foot. Um, and just, you know, there's a lot of talent around Jackson Hayes. So if he could step into like a 20-minute uh, a night roll, which definitely isn't going to happen anytime soon, I think that he could be very good for your fantasy uh, team. So he's somebody to keep on your radar at, as of right now. I think he could be a nice DFS play when Okafor sits out of the night. Hayes is going to draw a couple starts here at some point. Um, I really do think that just because of, you know, Derek Favors isn't really a true center. Um, they're going to maybe slide in Okafor at some point, and one of those guys is going to go down. So in, in steps Jackson Hayes for a nice DFS night.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, he's someone that's very intriguing, but not yet. And like, but he'll get that opportunity because, like we've talked about in uh, previous pods, Derek Favors is going to get hurt. He doesn't. He's not guaranteed to play that's a lot. What I had to say. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I know. Yeah. The way that came off. But either way, he's just he's not someone that can play over thirty minutes tops. And um, he's just fragile. And uh, but like we saw in the first preseason game, Jalil Okafor is their backup center. He played fifteen minutes off the bench. Uh, Tallied 11 points and six rebounds. And that was kind of the way it was at the end of last season. Jaleel was getting more minutes and producing, actually, which is unfortunate for Jackson. But like you said, an, an injury should open it up for him along the road. And I bet one night later in the DFS season, he's going to be a plug-and-play at bare minimum price. Due he's an so injury.
0: freakishly athletic, dude. Yeah. Like, if this guy can get minutes, Like he's going to throw down some serious dunks in season and his name is going to get on the map pretty soon here. And I think that they're going to love getting him on the floor in New Orleans because he's hungry. And, uh, you know, when you got Okafor, who's just a dud out there. <laughs> like, yeah. I do think that they're going to get some nice energy from Hayes if they can use him or if they can find a way to get him on the floor.
1: Absolutely, yeah. That's like we were talking about earlier. It's a wait-and-see thing with him, absolutely. But he's very appealing. Uh, my next guy is Jared Culver, the sixth overall pick on the Wolves. Um, he's out of Texas Tech. He was the big 12 player of the year. He averaged 18 and a half points, 6.4 rebounds and 3.7 assists and a steal and a half last year in college. And uh, new head coach, Ryan Saunders, Flip Saunders' son, rest in peace Flip, said on um, two weeks ago that the rotation is not set heading into training camp and that one of the spots is up for the taking. So that when I think about that now, I think Andrew Wiggins is locked into his spot. I think Jeff Teague's locked into his spot. I think Robert Covington's locked into his spot. And obviously, Carl Anthony Towns is locked into his spot. So I think that two-shooting guy role is open, and whoever starts there is going to be viable. Um, unfortunately, Culver didn't start the first preseason game. That was Jake Lehman. But uh, Culver still produced off the bench, and he actually led the team in minutes at 25. He scored 11 points to go along with three rebounds, and he's – a nice playmaker. He's someone that this team lacks. Like, Andrew Wiggins isn't a playmaker. Jeff Teague is, but it would be nice to have someone that could really handle the ball and make plays, drop dimes, you know, right next to him. He kind of reminds me of uh, carousel LeVert. And uh, he's also a solid defender. He's just a great – he's just a nice all-around player. And I think he's someone that you should be taking a risk on in lane drafts. He's got almost the same ADP as uh, DeAndre Hunter at 146. So I think Culver is also an intriguing prospect in this upcoming fantasy season, and who knows, he might start the season at the two spot for the Wolves.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I love that, Caris LeVert comp. Um, I think Culver, at some point, kind of like hero in a way, uh, is going to find himself in the starting role, even if he doesn't start the season uh, you know, as the starter. It's a good point, too, you know, Jeff Teague being able to be a playmaker on this team and move the ball around. I mean, he needs scores around him Yeah. Um, besides Andrew Wiggins um, and Towns. I mean, that's it. So what they brought in Culver to do is score the ball. So I, I think he's going to provide you some nice, uh, some nice points early on. I think it's going to be a little while before he gives you anything else besides that. Um, so I, I think he might be like a one-dimensional kind of guy. Um, but, you know, the, the opportunity is there, especially like, look, we've seen Jeff Teague. Missed significant time uh, Last year It was Tyus Jones That really You know Got a lot of that But what if Jeff Teague Were the miss time now I think Culver would be In a very nice spot um, As one of their Better ball handlers
1: Absolutely And Robert Covington's always beat up And um, the Wolves Actually traded up To get him They traded the 11th pick And Dario Saric To get Culver And Dario Saric's a solid veteran You know He was someone That was playing Big minutes For this Wolves team Last year He's not just someone Who's like a throw in And uh, the Wolves The Wolves actually hold excuse me, held Culver out of the summer league this year because they claimed he was too important to them. And instead of playing in the summer league, he worked out with his new teammates, Towns, Wiggins. So I think that's a pretty clear sign that they plan on him having a pretty big role.
0: I'm still under the impression that they are going to move Wiggins at some point because we saw D'Angelo Russell. It looked like that he was going to be a Minnesota Timberwolf at one point. I remember thinking, oh, this this is going to be a done deal. It's either going to be the Lakers or the Timberwolves before the Warriors jumped in there. Now, I'm thinking that if Clay Thompson, it, it looks like that he's ahead of schedule. If they were to, uh, then, you know, the Warriors are talking about how it might be temporary for Low. Look, Wiggins for Low would make a lot of sense to me. Uh, Wiggins doesn't seem to fit in there anymore at all. And like you said, they drafted Culver for a reason. They moved up to get him. He might be the Wiggins replacement there, um, so we could really see an expanded role for Culver if they were to move Wiggins.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I remember uh, Towns was—he tweeted like an emoji when they thought they were getting D-loading, so he was obviously extremely close. And D-loading obviously wanted to go there too, right. but I don't know if I would do that trade if I was the Warriors. <laughs> Wiggins sucks, man. Hell no. I would, I would, I would,
0: I would, <laughs> but but if if that if D-low is actually a rental, and once they get Clay back, they're saying, oh, the three of these guys aren't going to work then it kind of makes sense. Then you can play Wiggins as the three and just kind of be, you know, whatever. He doesn't have to handle the ball too, too much. Just kind of be there. It does make sense from that standpoint. But, no, I mean, D'Lo is made much better than Wiggins at this point.
1: Yeah, Wiggins just is just – crazy
0: to say because Wiggins yeah. was supposed to be really great. Like, oh uh, really great. <laughs> yeah,
1: he was huge deal. I mean, he almost had as much hype as Zion did coming into the season. 100 percent and
0: i said it earlier but i i do think that no like zion's appeal at this point is more lebron-esque than anything Mm -hmm. but but i you're right when wiggins came out he was hyped in that same sort of way that's exactly right
1: Uh, he was a huge deal and now he's one of the the worst contracts in the league
0: (laughs) i'm telling you i think the wolves are going to move him in and culver could be huge because of that
1: yeah, exactly. If he gets traded, Culver is unlocked. All systems go. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, so
0: let's talk first about who these who the all-rookie first team is going to be. And then each of us are going to talk about a fantasy MVP from this rookie class this year. Um, so I'm throwing that at you last second. but so. <laughs> No, I'm in. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Okay. So rookie first team, it's easy. It's Zion. It's Morant. For me, and then after that, those two, it's not easy at all. It gets kind of clustered. So who would you say is the next most obvious after those two?
1: After seeing his volume, I think it's R.J. Barrett. Okay. I, th- I think we have to put him in that role. Yep. Yeah. And then next, i this is my pick. I don't know if you're going to agree with me. I think Rui, the Japanese yep. hatchet, Hachimura, I think his role is going to be huge, and I think he's going to be filling up the statute on a bad team. So I definitely think he earns a spot on that first team. Oh, I see a
0: lot of usage for Hachimura because of his yeah. ability to handle the ball. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I like Hachimura. I think that's a great call for all-rookie first team. So that would be Ja at the one. Um, we got RJ, let's say, at the three. Zion at the four. Can we put Hatchi at the five in this case? Or- yeah, let's
1: do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, I mean, I got to put my guy in here. I got to put Hero in there. I mean,
1: all right. would,
0: would you put – okay, so it's, I think it would be between – Hero, Culver, and Hunter. For sure. It's somebody I'm not thinking of.
1: No, um, Brandon Clark, I think he's yep. in the conversation with the Memphis Grizzlies, but he's not going to have as big of a role as the guys we just mentioned, I don't think, yet. So uh, I don't think Brandon Clark, but he's definitely an also consider, I think.
0: Darius Garland is interesting, too.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: A name we haven't mentioned, and I think that it's just so jumbled up with those guards in Cleveland. That is the only reason why Garland isn't an obvious choice.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's um, definitely he's definitely an honorable mention.
0: Yes. Uh I would put Hero in there for the opportunity and the three-point shooting, especially when we talk about from a fantasy perspective, no one's gonna make more threes besides Morant from the rookie class this year than Hero. So um I just really like that for his uh value. And look, if Dion Waiters misses time for whatever reason, Hero's gonna be a great play for this team. So I'll put Hero in there. Um, I think Culver is also a great call too, though.
1: Absolutely. Right off the bench, six-man Culver. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, So who's the fantasy MVP from this class? And I guess we should really consider ADP and not just, you know, say, oh, it's going to be Zion. Uh, Who do you think would be the fantasy MVP this season?
1: Yeah, we're not going to count Zion. I don't think we should count him. Um, I'm going to – I keep saying his name, but I'm going Rui. I really do. With an ADP of 140 – uh, I keep saying it, but opportunity is what matters here. That's Opportunity is key in fantasy sports. Everybody likes to think about skill first. I mean, skill has a lot of, to do with it and a lot of what happens, but opportunity is massive. And Rui is going to get a big opportunity right from the jump, right from the start of the season, right from day one. He's going to be starter on a bad team that's going to play fast, a team that's gonna, probably going to lack defense, that's going to be in high-scoring games. And I think Rui really is going to end up being a great, great fantasy pick. and I would not sleep on him in drafts, and I would not sleep on him on the season opener in DFS. No way.
0: Yeah, I think Hachimura is going to be awesome. I mean, I think that he's going to be a great story for the league, um, and you know, the people are really going to get behind him in DC. Especially when you talk about Beal's situation, there is very rocky. John Hall's situation is just disgusting. So they need. <laughs> They need something there in D.C., so Hatchie Moore is going to be awesome. That's a great call. And
1: Isaiah Thomas is hurt, too, now. So. Yeah, that's a shame, man. Yeah, right, dude? I mean, he'll be back, like, in early December, maybe late November, but damn, dude, IT cannot catch a break.
0: Is Ish Smith <laughs> the starter there?
1: Yeah, I mean, now with IT hurt, yeah, to start. But I think, idea, I think the idea was IT to start and then Ish to be the sixth man, technically, but Ish is going to start, yeah, now. But either so, way, either way, Bradley Beal ends up playing kind of the point guard oh. role. Oh yeah. I yeah. agree completely.
0: I think Isaiah Thomas is just sneaky. Like you you should still draft him in, in fantasy at the end of drafts.
1: For sure. Um yeah, I, I don't want to get I don't want to give you any hints, Steve, but don't take him in there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I was thinking about getting him.
0: That, that's such a sneaky play. I mean, Ish Smith is kind of – to me, I'm sorry, but he's just kind of like a, a landmine if you're drafting and you're thinking, oh, he's the starting point guard. I'm not I'm not that excited about Ish Smith this year.
1: No, no, no. And like I said, when Bradley, uh, Bradley Beal's playing like the point guard role, I mean, IT's going to be open in the corner all day. And he's a right. good spot – he's a great spot-up shooter when healthy. So, when yeah. he, once once he gets healthy, I mean, I think he's going to do some damage. Is,
0: is it a thumb?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he had, had, okay. he had to have surgery. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Um, I, I'm going to go with my fantasy MVP. I'm going to go with Ja. I, I think that you're getting him at a great value, and he's going to be, again, like Trey Young-ish from last season. The usage, three-point shooting, the assists, you're going to want all of that on your fantasy team. Um, I'm, I'm liking Ja at his um, – I mean, I'm in like fifth round in the Champions League of the Universe League. Uh, so you're going to be able to get him. Do you have his ADP in front of you by any chance, Al? Do you have ADP up?
1: Uh, no, I do not. But I think he's a fourth-round pick.
0: Fourth-round that, that was –
1: when we did our mock draft, he was going right around, I think. Yeah, fourth round.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Going around the fourth. I think he's going to return value, honestly. Um, so, I think that he's going to be the fantasy MVP for this season out of the rookie class.
1: Wait, you, I, you, you got – my bad. You got him in that draft? Ja? Yeah, I got Ja. Oh, uh, I didn't realize that. You, I you, think I got him in the fifth. It might have been the fourth, but I got Zach
0: Levine before him. Okay. Um, yeah, because, you know, Zach Levine. But, um, yeah, I got Jaws, Zach Levine and I got Gunners out here, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah my t- I like my team. The only problem I don't like about it, and when I look it over, is that I have three Knicks. I have Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, and um, Marcus Morris, Mook. So, I'm a little- <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: dude. <laughs> I have Bobby Portis, and I, I felt disgusted in dr- drafting draft. Oh, yeah, no. I did that, but.
1: But, hey, I mean, all three of those guys started for the Knicks in the first preseason game, so we'll see. Hey, it's a deep league.
0: There you go. My guy, Al Hunter, great episode today, talking some rookies. Uh, where can the people find you on, uh, on Twitter?
1: Uh, Hunter512, that's H-U-N-T-A 512. And uh, be sure if you guys are playing fancy football on DFS to watch me and Steve's live periscope. It's called Flex or Fade. It's every Sunday at noontime via the Expand the Box score Twitter. Uh, we go over the main slate on DraftKings. Uh, we break down each game of the guys we like, who we don't like, and we also take live questions. So be sure to hop in there, send in questions, and tune in. We've we've been on the money for some picks, and we've also told you to do some good fades. so definitely tune in.
0: All right, on behalf of Al Hunter, my name is Steven Taroni. Check out expandtheboxscore.com for all your fantasy sports. Uh, check me out at FF Professor ST3 for all your fantasy basketball, fantasy football questions. I'm always on there. Just give me a shout. Try to follow the Champions of the Universe draft. If you do, give me a follow. Uh, we're going pick by pick on that thing. Uh, it's really a great guide uh, for a fantasy basketball mock. So check that out once again at FF Professor ST3. Thanks for listening to the Pick and Roll podcast. We will see you next week.